Brady Saar, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Ag Services, Erskine. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network, CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Wednesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman along with Randy Conan. Mostly dry and favorable conditions for field work continue for much of the Midwest. World Weather Incorporated says a few rounds of light precipitation will occur Thursday and Friday before drier weather next week allows for late season harvesting to be completed in many areas. Snow cover remains limited across the northern plains with occasional light snow possible during the second week of the two-week outlook. Temperatures will continue to be normal to slightly above normal for the northern plains over the next two weeks. Many of the driest areas in northwestern Brazil will see regular rounds of rain this weekend through December 13th. World Weather Incorporated says although the rains will not be heavy enough to raise soil moisture to normal levels, it will be enough to improve crop conditions across much of the region. Southern Brazil will see regular rounds of rain that will keep field work slow. Central Brazil should see a good mix of rain and sunshine. World Weather also says Argentina will see a good mix of rain and sunshine that's favorable for field work and for crop development. Larger than expected yields are leading to logistical challenges. Iowa State University Extension economist Chad Hart says getting grain moved is a challenge. We are seeing probably the biggest corn crop we've ever had. The soybean crop, while not a record, is still pretty good for the acreage we had out there. So we got a lot of supply that we're trying to figure out what to do with at a time when we're having trouble moving stuff around. And that's what's causing some pricing problems, especially as we look here in the upper Midwest. Hart says logistics is backing grain up on the farm. What we're seeing is, is a big problem, whether you're looking to move the, you know, use rail to hit the, the P&W or to move down the river to try to reach the Gulf. The idea is both those transportation mechanisms are having problems right now. Either we're short rail cars up here on the northern end, we're short water on the southern end. So the barges can't be loaded as full as usual, and that is backing grain up here back in farm country. Pluto Commodities Market Analyst Dominic Verricchio thinks basis contracts could be a weight on this corn market. With corn, we're getting near the end of the month. Uh, we think um, you know a lot of basis contracting might have gotten done around harvest areas, and some of those contracts might be coming due. So uh, the corn market here may simply be anticipating a wave of cash sales here uh, at the end of the month, and we think that might be what drove it down uh, to these current price levels. Granted, uh, up until today, the wheat market was doing a good job at helping it go lower. The slowdown at the Panama Canal could also be weighing on the corn market. Uh, Panama Canal, I'm hearing a lot of boats waiting to get through that deal, and it's costing uh, up to the millions now uh, in, in trying to buy your way into the front of the line. So typically that's reserved for those big, uh, I guess, cargo container guys, as well as the, uh, the bulkers that carry the expensive stuff like crude oil. Um, the grain guys, I think, have to wait down there. So there does appear to still be delays, and some have to charter courses around the, the you know, the, the, the tip of southern A South Africa there, Cape of Good Hope is what it's called, or cut through the Suez over there in the Mediterranean and Egypt in order to get to Asia. The wheat market is bouncing on some short covering while the corn and soybean markets are fading lower. Comstock Investments market analyst Joe Camp says first notice day trading in the corn market is a major factor. We look at the DSMART spread, it's nearly at a record wide level here 
it's come out so far with the premium over the board to the March because nobody wants to take delivery here of these upfront December contracts, and there's been a really heavy open interest still uh, in the market leading up to this point. That means farmers, other market participants are having to make decisions on what to do with their remaining December corn futures, and that could mean rolling them forward. It could also mean just straight liquidation, and we've observed plenty of that. This ties into basis contracts, of course, too, that were still open and uh, due for a decision by you know this point here leading into tomorrow's delivery period start. Van On and Company market analyst Christy Van On says the grains continue to search for direction. Seems like they just don't quite know the direction they really want to go in. So after corn got all the way down to 447, we built off of that support um, and trying to see some buying come in. We really feel like this 440 to 450 level is a level we've been watching for quite some time for December corn. The tough thing is in carry markets, typically the next month goes down to the month that goes off. And so is this 4 40 to 450 level level of buy and these or do we need to see if, if March can really get to that level? The livestock market trying to follow through to the upside. It looks like you're maybe going to get some carry through after yesterday's trade. Um, and we initially had it, but starting to fade to a degree coming in here. We really have a hole to dig out of. Managed money has been aggressive sellers of cattle markets, and we need that to kind of stop. We need to give it a little bit of a breather here. So when you look at these markets specifically, feeder cattle, we extend them beyond two standard deviation, and that does not happen a lot. Um, in a lot of markets, it really, I think it's only 10% of markets that are really able to do that. Um, and so we're seeing that happen right now and seeing if we can get back above it. As farmers put one crop to bed, decisions are being made for next year's crop. Proceed sales manager Jeff Hamry expects corn acres to be up. Well, I think right now uh, people are setting themselves up on uh, thinking the corn is going to be a, a driver uh, with the exports, the carryover, some of the things that are happening in the market world. Uh, as far as uh, seed production for for all of us, uh, we had really good seed production this year, and we're really happy about that. We should have everybody taken care of. It uh, looks like our germs are very good on the soybeans. Sometimes we worry about that at this time of year, but uh, it looks uh, excellent for, for this coming year. With a diverse crop mix, Hamry says there are plenty of opportunities for the farmer. I think sunflowers have been kind of in that plateau. They've been reaching it, and they've been kind of coming back, and then all of a sudden uh, they don't tell Grandpa, and we're going to plant sunflowers again. Uh, Grandpa still has some feelings on sunflowers out there, but uh, it's a great money crop, and it's a good crop if we, we need to come in a little bit later. Uh, so it, it has its place out there. You know, is it going to be everybody putting sunflowers? No, it's not going to. But uh, there's a good market there also on all of our oil seeds. Canola is the same way. It's a little fluctuation out there. Uh, wheat is kind of a wild card, what I'm seeing out there. Um, people are thinking that maybe we need to put some more wheat in. This is the Red River Farm Network. Wednesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Farm Business Management Instructor Ron Vergstein says interest rates should be considered when making equipment purchases ahead of year-end deadlines. Uh, if it's needed and you can save yourself a significant amount of uh, income tax by buying it this fall, it's a good strategy. But buying assets just to avoid tax is not really a good idea, especially uh, currently we are looking at uh, 
interest rate probably, you know, in that eight and a half to 10 plus percent for the upcoming year. So that has became a, another major change over what uh, we'd gotten accustomed to for a number of years from uh, 2008 until about a year and a half ago. Cow-calf producers may want to consider deferring income when selling calves before the first of the year. Many of the stockyards, uh, if they know, know up front if a uh, farm is uh, kind of leery where, where they're at or like this year, where the prices really increased uh, compared to other years, the uh, livestock barn is probably willing to split the income and and hold off a portion of that and uh, defer that income into the next tax year. Just like you know, with crop farms and other strategy, uh, even though you price grain, deliver it, you can defer the uh, check from the elevator and uh, that income can come into the following tax year. Social media influencers will share the stage tomorrow night in Fargo. Crary Ag is hosting its second annual Full Pod event. Marketing manager Nick Chido says this is a unique event. We've got the likes of Millennial Farmer, uh, Brian from Brian's Farming Videos, Larson Farms, and Tony Fast of Fast Egg Montana for a live Q&A session, but at the same time, Folks that attend the event will be able to do a meet and greet, get a chance to shake hands, get some autographs, um, and, and just really enjoy the opportunity to get to meet these, uh, you know, YouTube celebrities that they've watched, you know, hours and hours of, of their, their channels because they're, they're widely popular. The individuals featured at the Full Pod event are farmers who have gotten a large social media following. One, I think uh, it has to do with personality. Two, I think there's some geographic opportunities there. Three, you have to feed the beast. And when I say that, meaning I can create a really cool one-off video and people might like it, right? But then they're going to be starving for more. They want to hear more. If they really are in tune to your operation, that video, and if you feed that and provide more communication, more coverage, that just builds that momentum. And really, if you take a look and, and pay attention to these guys' channels, during peak, I would say, viewership, which is probably harvest and or planting, they're feeding that beast, if you will, that, that social media that's starving for, for content. This is a ticketed event that includes a meet and greet with the social media personalities, a meal and swag. Tickets can be purchased at crary.com forward slash full pod. Valley City, North Dakota will be busy this weekend with the largest cattle show in the state coming to town. North Star Classic event co-manager Kelsey Hoffman says the three-day event features several activities. So we're getting ready to start our 24th annual North Star Classic starting on Friday and it will run through Sunday, December 3rd. Um, it is a cattle show, it's a livestock show, um, so we have an open show on Friday and then the junior, so anybody under the age of 21 comes in and they show on Saturday and Sunday. We have a cattleman's ball and sale, so we have a fun prime rib supper and we auction off some elite lots and fun memory making packages. Um, and so it's just a fun weekend where we have people from the area states come into the barn and they fill up the North Dakota Whitner Show Event Center here. And there are many opportunities for youth to showcase the hard work put into their animals that they learn. We also have some learning opportunities from them from Sullivan Supply. We'll be doing a fitting clinic and teaching those kids on how to hone in those skills and make them better individuals. We have a farm safety 
um, camp that we have sponsored by Alliance Pipeline and Farm Bureau and Cass County Electric. And so those kids are learning about different farm safety issues and that they can take back home and help share with the other individuals on their operation. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Pivot Bio has a program that connects farmers who are replacing th synthetic nitrogen with others in the supply chain. Pivot Bio Head of Commercial Sustainability Randy Benton says this provides a sustainability story for downstream companies. We collect that data and we pull it together for the downstream companies along with tracking the grain that is produced from Pivot Bio into their supply chain and we give them a, an outcomes report for the growers that they have invested in. That outcomes report includes not only greenhouse gas emissions uh, reduction, but also improvements in things like water preservation. The goal is to make it easier for farmers and downstream companies. Uh, for 2023, our program ramped up to over a million acres. But we also had, as a part of that million acres, we had over 100,000 acres that were tied to a downstream program, or in other words, an insetting program with a partner downstream. Uh, just to give you some examples of the types of companies, uh, we had a two different grain companies involved. We had consumer packaged goods companies and uh, also um, downstream uh, type companies that uh, deal with those CPGs. Eventually, revenue, revenue from the downstream companies will return to the growers. Taking a look at markets before we leave you, Minneapolis, March wheat, 12 and 3 quarters higher at 726. May, 13 higher at 735 and a quarter. Chicago wheat, 14 higher at 586. Kansas City, 16 and a half higher at 634 and a quarter. March corn, two pennies higher at 4.75 and three quarters. July, also two cents higher at 4.97 and three quarters. Soybeans, January futures down a quarter penny at 13.46 and a quarter. March, also quarter penny lower at 13.64 and a half. Live cattle, February futures 57 cents higher at 173.37. April live cattle, 92 cents higher at 175.77. January feeder cattle, $1.22 higher at $2.22.27. March feeders, $0.75 cents higher at $2.24.25. February lean hogs, $1.10 higher at $70.12. April lean hogs, $1.50 higher at $76.50. Thanks for listening. This is the Red River Farm Network.